Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. I'll see you in my travel. And good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of Travels with Charlie. Your host, Charlie Papillo. Always happy to be here with you today and certainly happy and glad that you are listening. And certainly quick uh, shout out to all of our sponsors because this show would not help happen without their help. I want to thank uh, everyone at Casella Waste Systems, casella.com, zero sort recycling, helping to keep it out of the landfill, reliable service, competitive pricing. Tonight's uh, my trash night. One of the, you know, my wife always gets on me because I get all excited. We get to put the trash out. Casella will be picking up tomorrow morning. Jolly convenience stores, hot coffee, sandwiches and snacks, uh, uh, cold drinks, uh, fuel for your car and fuel for your belly. Home of the Daily Smile, over 40 of them in the area, jolly convenience stores. And if you're doing some traveling, check in with Millnet Travel American Express. They've been doing it since 1975. Their travel specialists search the lowest airfares via databases exclusive to the travel industry. You get a great deal and great people to work with. Milne Travel American Express, MilneTravel.com. Great show for lined up for you today. As always, we're going to be talking with... Uh, uh, my niece, Jenny Papillo, is going to be joining me along with Amanda Herzberger. They're from the Junior League of the Champlain Valley. They've got a diaper drive coming up and lots happening with them. We'll find out more about that. And we're going to wrap up the show today with an open phone line segment talking with you. We've been doing that the last couple of shows and having lots of fun with it. Always enjoy talking with you and, you know, controversial subjects. Uh, we'll, we'll get the thing started. Uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas trees, uh, just so you know, uh, coming up. And maybe even we'll be talking about milk. Who knows? Because my first guest today, his album, God Bless the Mighty Pickle, hit the top 20, actually number 10 on the Independent Express for December. He's entertained thousands across Vermont and the world, uh, solo and with his band, The Ramblers. He's an entrepreneur, a singer, a songwriter, a photographer, an all-around good guy and friend, Mr. Rick Norcross. Won't you welcome Rick to the studio? Oh, Charlie, thank you very much. <laughs> it may be hundreds of people I've played for, not thousands, but we're still at it, by Jesus. I think uh, thousands. You've been doing this for over 60 years, yeah, right? This uh, this coming year will be my 60th year. Man. So you the, were li- with the same liver. <laughs> and in rock and roll years, that's like, you know, ooh. Ooh, man. So what were you, like four years old when you got up on stage? No, not at all. I was... Uh, uh, let's see, senior in high school. Senior in high school. Yeah. Did you know this is what you wanted to do always? Well, I always, uh, yeah, but you don't, who knows? Yeah. You can't look down the road 60 years. But Be- Because, as many people know, uh, and if you don't know, we'll tell you about it, uh, you spent a number of years as a, uh, a, a music uh, writer, music uh, reviewer for, uh, the, was it the Tampa the, Times? Yes, the Tampa Times. But I'd already been... Uh, I, I already, by that time, had owned a coffee house in in, uh, Lakeland, Florida. I had been um, a year living in London playing the folk clubs over there. So I had had plenty of uh, experience uh, in the music business, and basically that's why I got that job, because I had, you know, I, I was a performer. And uh, not only a writer, but a photographer, because uh, and and uh, you, you've talked about uh, this before with us, uh, the the number of groups and individuals that you saw and were able to, you know, you were right up close. You know, you had the press pass. You were able to get up to the stage right. and take pictures of greats like Elvis Presley and Janis Joplin. And, right. it, and it was Tampa between 1969 and 1974, and that was a really rich year of, of uh, American rock and roll and country, for that matter. And uh, I had on stage, front row, and backstage passes to cover all these people in Tampa was the 13th biggest market in America. So the A-list folks came through. Yeah. Now, people can see those pictures. There's uh, a way to do that if they'd uh, like to. Yeah, uh, Press Pass Tampa is the website. Look. Have a look at it. All right. Hey, we're going to lots to touch on today. Certainly, uh, your upcoming CD, 
featuring moo cow milk. We're going to get into that in just a moment. Exactly. Uh, getting back to gigs. You've, uh, you know, 2023 is looking to be a good year. You're going to get back on the road. And uh, we're also going to find out the latest on the pickle. What's happened with the pickle? And for those of you not familiar with the pickle, it's not a Vlasic. It's not a kosher dill. It's, nope. uh, it's the bus that, uh, that uh, you rode around on with uh, the Ramblers for 20-some-odd years. Yeah, 22 years. It was our tour bus. So let's start with the pickle, if we okay, can. the Mighty Pickle. The Mighty Charlie. Pickle. Um, I, I bought the Mighty Pickle in uh, 1997. We ran it for 22 years, and three years ago I sold it to a fellow named Dave Wright. Dave and, and Boots is his wife's name, uh, down in Ocala, Florida. And this guy has an unbelievable hobby. He bought Johnny Cash's last tour bus and donated it to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And so my bus, the Mighty Pickle, he bought and he donated it to Marty Stewart for his Congress of Country Music um, uh, Museum in Philadelphia, uh, Mississippi. And, and Marty's renamed that the Chief? The Chief, yeah. Yeah. After his grandfather, who was a Lakota chief. And um, uh, Dave did a three-year restoration on the bus and... And uh, it, unbelievable what they did to it. And so, uh, anyway, uh, yesterday they they took it over to, or they started to drive it over to Mississippi from Ocala because there's like a, a soft opening of the museum uh, this weekend. And uh, let's see, uh, it, the the chief uh, is going to lead a parade through Philadelphia, Mississippi, with um, Ricky Skaggs and Vince Gill in the front wow. of the bus. Man. <laughs> so it's, it's hanging out with a uh, and, and, and if you haven't seen pictures of the pickle, it, it's no longer green. The Mighty Pickle is now oh, it's a bright red. It's got chrome wheels. I and, mean, this thing is just size, amazing. So. Uh, and you wrote a song about uh, the Mighty Pickle. Had to. God yeah. bless the mighty pickle. Yeah, well, one thing uh, that happened, and then ap- after I wrote the song and we recorded it, then I got word from Dave that they had uh, they had mounted a three foot wooden pickle uh, on the on the door, the back of the baggage room door. <laughs> so the pickle is still being honored. So of course I had to write another verse and go back in the studio. And, and, and we're going to hear that song in just a moment, right okay. here on uh, Travels with Charlie. Yeah, Rick Norcross, my guest this afternoon. If you have a question or a comment, if you've been on the mighty pickle, yep. you want to. Talk with Rick at 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. First off, I have to ask you about this three-foot wooden pickle. Uh, you know, right. what kind of a prop is that? Yeah, you know, do you, do you use the line like when you're out on tours? Like, do you want to see my three-foot wooden pickle? Well, often we set, I had two of them made, and we set, we'd set them on stage. I, I had two um, uh, eight-foot um, um, Let's see, cactuses, saguaro cactuses made. We'd set up on either side of the stage. Yeah. Western Swing Band, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, we used that pickle, and I left one on the bus when it went, went it, to Ocala. And th- no idea that Marty, was it Marty that said, hey, let's keep it uh, I, I, keep know, it in the baggage? Here? I don't know yeah. whether it was Dave or Marty that came up with it, but anyway, I'm honored that it's there. Marty at least didn't throw it away. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, God bless the mighty pickle. Now, this is going to be on your upcoming CD, which will be released in June of 2023. Right. Let me just say it's it's absolutely amazing that I got on the on the album charts, the independent album charts, because we released it as a single on the 1st of October, not as an album. But it's it's listed on the album charts number 10. All right. Well, let's uh, take a listen to that. Uh, God bless the mighty pickle with Rick Norcross. This is off uh, the latest CD, which will be released In June of 2023. Here we go. God bless the mighty pickle For all the miles she's done For all the shows the ramblers played She got there every one God bless the mighty pickle For all the smiles she made She drove the all-star ramblers To every show we played She's a raised roof, flexible Starliner, built in 1957. First served the Halifax airport, a long cold way from heaven. A custom coach conversion, back in 61. Set the stage for 60 years of mighty pickle fun. She's 33 feet long, and she's 8.5 feet wide. 4 V8 534, a torso elastic ride. Check the oil, check the gas, check the trailer too. 
take good care of the mighty pickle. She took good care of you. God bless the mighty pickle for all the miles she's done. For all the shows the ramblers played, she got there every one. God bless the mighty pickle for all the smiles she made. She drove the all-star ramblers to every show we played. Vermont's not flat, we all know that. The hills go up and down. You nail the gas pedal going up, you ride the air brakes coming down. You have to get a running start, it's always quite a thrill. To make it seem so effortless, to blast up old French Hill. Bob Wills, Hank Snow, Buck Owens, and Doc Chicky too. Out of Tulsa, Nashville, Bakersfield, and Wheeling, they all flew. They rode their flexes town to town to play another show. Then sped back for Saturday night to play on the radio. God bless the mighty pickle for all the miles she's done. For all the shows the Ramblers played, she got there every one. God bless the mighty pickle. For all the smiles she made, she drove the all-star ramblers to every show we play. The mighty pickle's gone to heaven where she ought to be, to Philadelphia, Mississippi, for all the world to see. To the Congress of Country Music, it's mighty Stewart's place. She's on display there every day with a smile upon her face. Mighty Pickle is no more, she's gone from green to red. Bright red and white exterior, chrome wheels and sides instead. Marty renamed the bus the chief, it sure gives me a tickle. To know the back of the baggage door, there rides a wooden pickle. God bless the Mighty Pickle, for all the miles she's done. The Ramblers played, she got there every one. God bless the mighty pickle for all the smiles she made. She drove the all-star Ramblers to every show we play. Uh, the real air horns. Uh, Rick Norcross with me, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. You just heard it. Uh, God bless the mighty pickle that is on the upcoming CD, which will be released in June of 2023 to coincide with uh, getting back on the road, right? We're going to hold a, a, a Rick and the Ramblers reunion tour being um, put out of work for three years by the mighty COVID. So mm. we're looking forward to getting back at it. And um, um, this is the... Um, title track that talks about uh, well as you heard talks about the money pickle. Yeah, yeah you know i always appreciate uh you know name dropping you know in this biz you know we always try to you, you name drop and uh, you know you get many many names there in that song but uh, let's do a little name dropping here because uh you know i want to uh first off uh steven russell Payne, a good friend of yours and mine as well uh i, I just finished up reading uh you were always there a great great novel by yes, steven yep and, you know, who gets a mention in the book but Rick Norcross, man? Well, shucks. <laughs> You're in the story. He had to. <laughs> uh, uh, Jonathan Edwards. Everybody knows Jonathan Edwards from, uh, you know, Good Town. Uh, what's the song there? Uh, Sunshine. Sunshine and Shanty. Lay, ab- Shanty. lay About the sh- Shanty. Shanty. Shanty and get a good buzz on. Yeah. Uh, yep. Well, uh, I, I am putting together a, a group of folks that are heroes of mine to help out with it with the album and uh, uh john believe it or not uh stephen russell payne when he was going to medical school at uvm he ran a, a sound company that did the sound for hunts a very famous uh, nightclub uh, down on lower main street and he got to be really good friends with jonathan edwards well flash forward 30 years and uh Stephen and Marietta had their their uh, 30th wedding anniversary, and Jonathan Edwards came over to sing at wow. that. And so uh, I met John, Jonathan. My book was uh, was uh, dedicated to Jonathan Edwards, uh, the bio there that Stephen wrote. 
And um, so Jonathan asked to meet me before his show, and so I went in and had a nice chat and actually played some songs back and forth. And um, um, he got me up to sing one of my songs and then had me get up during the encore and do that. Well, not too much later, um, he contacted me and said he'd love to play on our next album, so he's going to come and play harmonica. On Beautiful. Yeah. That is great. Cool. You know, I don't know, not to make this all about Stephen Russell Payne, but I don't know a guy as diversified as uh, Stephen Russell Payne, a true Renaissance man when you think about it. Yep. You know, he was, he's in, he's been in law enforcement, uh, as you yes, just mentioned, right. you know, work, working, uh, uh, you know, in, in, the, company, in right. the music biz, uh, right. uh, a surgeon. Right. He's and retired a, as a surgeon. And an author. I mean, right. just, just amazing. Yeah, he loves writing. He gets up every day, four or five o'clock in the morning and puts in two or three hours writing every day of the week. Now, some local names. you got John Gilmore helping you out, oh, too. Oh, man, I'm so thrilled. Um, uh, John Gilmore coming in, and, and uh, Banjo Dan's going to come in and play on one, one of the tunes. And uh, we, we're bringing Coco Callis in. In the in the 70s, she had a, a regional hit called New England Song, and I love that song. And so um, Dave Rowell, uh, bass player and um, vocalist in, in the Ramblers, came up with the idea of uh, asking uh, Coco to come in and have the Ramblers redo her song and have her sing the vocal on it. So, I mean, that is just, I'm just thrilled for that. Fantastic. We're going to take a quick break here on Travels with Charlie. In the meantime, if you'd like to join us, we'd love to hear from you. I know Rick would love to hear from you as well. 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. When we come back, we're going to hear this backstory of Moo Cow Milk, how that all came (laughs) about. And if if you're like me and you're like Rick, uh, you know, real milk comes in in a bottle and it comes from a, as uh, oh, Charlotte said, it comes from a cow's teeth. That's where it comes from. You know, it's it's not coconut. It's not silk. No, no, it's not no. almond. It's not cashew. We're going to get the whole backstory on that. Rick Norcross, my guest this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, and you'll hear that coming up straight ahead right here on WDEV. Whether you're traveling for a vacation, planning a business trip, or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.millentravel.com. Back with you. Good afternoon. Travels with Charlie. Corm always tries to stump me, you know, stump the band. That's an easy one. That's Chicago. Or was it Chicago Transit Authority? They were originally called that. And then I think the CTA actually called them on it and said, you can't use that name. So... And Chicago never came after them. Uh, welcome back. Thanks to to uh, Rick Norcross for joining me this afternoon. Uh, and we're going to get into a, a, this is a world radio premiere. That's it. I wanna, I make sure I get that correct. A well, world radio premiere of all. of Moo Cow Milk. Now let's give right. the backstory, if you would, on that. I know the uh, Secretary of Agriculture here in Vermont, Anson Tebbets. Apparently a little upset, just like we are about, you know, all this fake milk that's out there. Well, Anson actually asked me to write the song. And um, so I got to, got to thinking about it. I said, hmm, that sounds pretty good. And, and so um, uh, Bobby Starr is a senator up in Orleans, and he had read a story, a newspaper story, where he had a quote about uh, fake milk. And um, uh, I, I called Anson. I said, Anson, give me a give me a uh, a statement from the Ag Department. So he did. Yep. And so basically I put the whole thing together and uh, uh, it's going to be our next uh, big song. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you're going to be, this is very historic. Uh, you're going to be, I got to take a picture of this uh, and I'll post it up on Facebook uh, a little bit later on. This is on a guitar that's older than you and I combined, I believe. Yes, it is. Yeah. This is a, this is a guitar that uh, Harold Patch used to uh, play his radio show, 15-minute radio show on WDEV in 1936 and 1937. And he was my next-door neighbor in East Hardwick, and uh, Harold Patch taught me my first guitar chords. And after he passed, I, I bought this guitar from his family and, uh, 
and I use it to write songs all the time. And boy, this is as real as it gets. Something went bad. He just went in the other room and, and got the parts for it. So yeah, you know, I noticed this doesn't match. Don't match. <laughs> Eggs don't match, but it's got a one. So you would sound. never restore that. I mean, that would. Uh, oh God, no. Right? It's just yeah. As, just as he used it here. And you the, feel the, that the that really TV. inspires you, Rick? I mean, playing. Well, that. I don't know if it inspires me as much, but it means a lot to me. Yeah. And, and um, you know, it's nice to have a little guitar hanging where you can grab it. Rather than hauling a you know your expensive um, concert guitar out of its case every time. Now, Moo Cow Milk will also be on the upcoming CD. Oh my God, it'll be taking over the world. Yeah, it'd be number one with a bullet, as they used to say, right? <laughs> no bullets around. <laughs> oh yeah, we gotta gotta change that. Uh, you're gonna play it for He's us? Saying, well, yes. All right. Well, let's. Uh, I thought you'd never ask. Go for it. So I don't, can you hear the guitar? Yes, we can. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. The only milk for me, moo cow milk. It's as real as real can be. Moo cow milk from the Holsteins of Vermont. Moo cow milk. It's the only milk I want. The dairy farmers of Vermont have a question for you now. What's this milk in the dairy case that never touched a cow? <laughs> Squash a pecan, squash a cashew, squash some oats and all. Prop them up in the dairy case and call it milk wet gall. Moo cow milk, that's the only milk for me. Moo cow milk, it's as real as real can be. Moo cow milk from the jerseys of Vermont. It's the only milk I want. Senator Bobby Starr from way up Orleans Way. He tells it like it is, and Bobby always has his say. Even though they call it milk, he said, What's the use? <laughs> milk it isn't, and I swear it's really just nut juice. Boo cow milk. That's the only milk for me. Moo cow milk, it's as real as real can be. Moo cow milk from the Guernseys of Vermont. Moo cow milk, it's the real milk I want. Vermont had many more cows than people 70 years ago. Today it's gone the other way, it's quite a loss, you know. The Ag Department says it clear, no ifs or ands or buts. Here's what we proclaim today, Vermonters don't milk nuts. Moo cow milk, that's the only milk for me. Moo cow milk, it's as real as real can be. Moo cow milk from the moo cows of Vermont. It's the real milk I want. Moo cow milk, I gotta tell you now. If you call it milk here in Vermont, you better own a cow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moo cow milk, there you go. You heard it first right here on WDEV. That's going to be on the upcoming CD, which will be released in June of 2023, right. Rick Norcross with me this afternoon. If you want to talk to us, uh, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. That's a great song. And, and it just, it, it just hits it, you know. Uh, you know, most Vermonters, we, that's the way we feel. It ain't milk. It should be called a beverage. It's not milk. Well, the other thing, it, um, it doesn't really need to be in a dairy case because you don't need to refrigerate it. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's weird. But I'd anyway. forgotten about all the different varieties. You know, there's oat, oat milk. <laughs> How do you oh, get milk out of it? Oh, just, of stuff. just oh, crazy. Was there an expletive that needed to be deleted that Bobby Starr said that you couldn't play on the radio? No, 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 no. And okay. I didn't use the word ain't in his okay. statement either. No, Bobby, right. uh, Bobby's a good guy. And, all right. And, uh, no, I, I'm, we'll have some fun with this song. Hey, on the international spotlight, uh, Rick Norcross, uh, uh, 
help us find our song right. being played in Glasgow, Scotland. Right. How does that happen? <laughs> the Celtic Radio <laughs> Network. How? Um, well, uh, I released uh, God Bless the Mighty Pickle as a single in uh, on October 1st and on Indie, Indie, Indie Express, and, and it's uh, just what it says. It's a distributor for independent um radio stations and, and DJs, and so they sent 500 copies of that out and about, and uh, I had three three other songs on the same disc, and so and that was one of them, so cool. they, they picked up on that, but yeah, it's, it, it's, hey, anytime I can get played on the radio, I love it. Yeah, you actually had a big following in Spain as well, in fact, you, you've toured there, right? I, I did 10 wonderful days over there. Um, some friends of mine that used to book me in London in, the, in 1965 and 66, retired to Spain in Murcia, and there's a whole British community there, and I went and played uh, folk clubs for 10 days. This whole COVID thing, certainly, you know, the entertainment industry, it's really impacted oh, them heavily. Have you ever taken a break th- this long? No, never. No, it, it was it was really a shock. You know, who who thought that it would last three years, two and a half years or so? But we, we only work summers and fall because we do... Um, you know, fairs and festivals, special events, and we don't we don't go into we don't do clubs, so we're out of work uh, uh, in the off season. Well, let's so, talk about the upcoming season. The, in, starting in June, you hope to be out on the road again. That's right. We we just put out material to uh, the venues, and I'm you know booking here during the next few weeks. And getting the band back together, the original oh, members, uh, everybody's uh, re- they're oh, raring to go. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah. yeah, Tara I mean, Noel and uh, yeah, absolutely. Yep. yep. You know, I tell you. I, all these years, I've had I had bands from, um, let's see, about uh, the late '70s or so, all along, and this is the best best bunch of musicians I've ever ever worked with, and the nicest people, and, and it's it is like Willie Nelson says, a family. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, we're all chafing at the bit to get back at it, and got a bunch of new songs. Um, I've, I've written eight new songs for the album. Are you going to be doing a roundup again in October? Absolutely. Yeah. We'll finish off the tour at the Hotel Vermont in yeah. October. You know, uh, and certainly I understand this as much as uh, as much as you do. That uh, you know, very grateful for sponsors because you, you're not able to do what you do with, without your sponsors. So I'll give yep. you an opportunity to go out and uh, give them a shout out yep. right now. Well, I tell you one thing. I'm thrilled that this past week Scott Milne came in. So Milne Travel is going to be uh, one of our new sponsors. Um, let's see, uh, the Agriculture Department of Vermont has uh, got behind us, which I deeply appreciate. Uh, let's see. Um, the Hotel Vermont and um, let's see uh, the uh, Marriott uh, next door. They're both uh, sponsors of the tour. And uh, let's see, for uh, years and years and years, uh, Bear Bissett in Hardwick uh, maintained the Mighty Pickle. So um, uh, his his uh, company is one of the sponsors still. Nice. You know, maybe we're running out of time here, so maybe not fair to uh, you know ask you a question that's kind of deep like this. But I just watched the uh, the Howard Stern uh Bruce Springsteen interview and it was a very good interview uh not a not a plug uh for Stern or for uh, HBO Max but uh if you're a, a Springsteen fan I I, I oh, yeah. certainly and I am yep. uh heard a lot of things and that I'd never known before and he asked him an interesting question about uh if he were starting out today if you know a musician starting out today and he asked him you know at the level you're at now would you would you want to be a musician starting out today? And, and Bruce said no. Uh, right. Do you feel the same way? Well, Rick? it's you know it's it's really rough uh, getting an audience, and and uh, when you when you've just begun to play. Luckily, I came through the folk uh, uh, movement, and so they they welcome original material and that stuff. But nowadays, uh, if you're going to be a musician, you got to work in bars and you got to do cover material, and, yeah. and it's a thankless job. Three and four hour sets. I mean. I played a place in Tampa. I had to, I had to play uh, six hour sets, six long hour sets, because um, bars close at three in the morning there, and you start at nine. And um, so anyway, those are the kind of things that drove me out of that part of the music business. And I started producing festivals, the Green Mountain Choo Choo. Oh yeah, absolutely, years. yeah. So I figured festivals. I had a I had a family audience, and so yeah. uh, I haven't I haven't played in a bar and. 35 years. Well, we can't argue with it. Uh, you know, very successful Rick Norcross, Rick and the Ramblers, uh, 60 years in the in the biz and, and continuing to, to rock on. And if you want to hear them, you can uh, you can go to the website and find out more about the concert info as well as uh, music and and photos from uh, your years of uh, of covering music in uh, Tampa. And where exactly did they go, Rick, f- for all that info? 
uh, rickintheramblers.com. And, and uh, Charlie, I just want to say how much I appreciate WDEV because uh, this station has played my music longer and more often than any anyone in the world. And when it's your hometown station, it means a whole lot more. And DEV has been so supportive of me and other Vermont musicians that it's just uh, it can't go by without being said. How, how much I appreciate him. Rick, Merry Christmas to you. Great to see you. And, and thanks for your years of friendship, too. Uh, you know, you <laughs> were always a, you know, a guest on uh, the other show that I used <laughs> exactly. to do, and we'd get you in. And, uh, man, we just did, you know, many, many uh, great times with yeah, you. I really it was appreciate it. Fun. And uh, I'm I'm honored to say that I was also allowed as a guest on the the mighty pickle. So uh, and now it's it's with Marty Stewart and it's called the Chief. Right. Thank you so much. I, I, uh, we've had, we've had some times already. Right. Yes, we have, Rick. Uh, thanks thanks okay. for stopping by today and uh, great seeing you. Stay tuned. Uh, coming up, the Junior League of the Champlain Valley with information on their diaper drive coming up right here on Travels with Charlie WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Welcome back. Rocky Mountain Way. Uh, I think that's Joe Walsh. Am I correct, Corm? Okay. Corm's going to be joining me uh, coming up in the last segment here. we got a little open phone line fun we're going to have with you. But welcome back to Travels with Charlie, and welcome to my next guest from the Junior League of the Champlain Valley, my niece, Jen Papillo. She's the president of that organization, and Amanda Herzberger. Thank you, ladies, uh, both for joining me here on Travels with Charlie. Thank you for having us. So let's get right into uh, the organization. Uh, tell me about the organization for people that are not familiar with it. Jen, I'll go to you first. Sure. So the Junior League is um, an, an international association um, with leagues across the country and in other countries as well. Um, but we've been here in Vermont since 1985. And the goal is really um, kind of threefold. It's a social organization for civic-minded women, um, but it's really focused on volunteer service to better the local community. So we aim to identify needs that are not being met, whether that be by government programs or other nonprofit organizations, and see what we can do um, to be able to engage in that space and hopefully find sustainable solutions. And so right now our present focus is on projects that impact affordable living, um, and we have specifically done that through the creation of the Junior League of Champlain Valley Diaper Bank, yeah. um, which was established in 2018. Amanda, what can you tell me about uh, the Diaper Bank, uh, which, as Jen mentioned, was established in, in 2018? Um, you know, why some, you know, some people, I think, just they don't think about that. They always think about food needs. Absolutely, yeah. We found that, you know, many of our members, in fact, didn't understand um, or really comprehend diaper need and basically it's it's not having enough diapers to change your child as often as you'd like and what we heard at that time was that you know there were some organizations specifically parent child centers and other food shelves that occasionally were able to uh, have diapers meet some of the need but really there wasn't a broad um, regional or statewide um, effort to do so and so we thought that that was a very important need. Many of our members, um, you know, all of our members are women, and many of them have children of their own, and we just, it really, we identified with it. And so we started it in 2018 thinking, okay, we're going to, you know, hope to distribute 100,000 diapers a year just in Chittenden County, which is where most of our members live. And we did that for about two years, and then COVID hit, and at that point, the demand just exploded, and agencies from all around the state were contacting us, and we 
you know, didn't feel like we could just limit it. And so it's grown and grown. And this year we will distribute over 825,000 diapers um, statewide. Wow. And so the, we work with about 75 partners now versus the, you know, five partners that we had back in 2018. So just the demand for our services has grown exponentially. So, and I understand, you know, with that kind of growth, uh, obviously, you know, what you used to be able to do in storing diapers uh, in a small location, that kind of uh, hit recently when you needed uh, some warehouse space. And, Jen, how did that all come about? Yeah, uh, we so we do have a small warehouse that uh, we run in South Burlington. It was originally founded as sort of part diaper bank and part meeting space. Um, it has not been used for meetings in about three <laughs> years. It's fully packed to the rafters with, with diapers for our distributions. Um, but occasionally we have been very lucky to hear from um, external partners like Huggies or Seventh Generation with very large potential donations, um, you know, several pallets of diapers that we can't always take into our warehouse. Um, and so we've been very, very blessed that when we have a need and we've reached out to the community, folks have responded. Um, you know, the South Burlington uh or the airport, excuse me, is our landlord. Um, they have, you know, come over with pallet jacks and forklifts to help at various points. We've stored things at the University Mall and some of their spaces when they were not full. Uh, so people have been really, really generous. Um, but sort of our initial vision of, of serving Chittenden County has, has certainly outgrown our capacity. Um, we are fully volunteer-run, um, and so... Uh, this legislative session, in fact, we will be in Montpelier testifying uh, regarding the issue of diaper need and how uh, recognizing that this is a statewide need, it is growing, um, how can we do this in a more sustainable way that is not what was originally a handful of women storing diapers in their garage, um, that clearly can't be the model any longer. <laughs> and, you know, I think uh, our listeners may find the, this an interesting fact or a surprising fact is that SNAP and WIC actually do not cover the cost of diapers. Exactly, exactly. There are some, and Amanda, you probably know a little bit more about the intricacies of the different programs. Um, there are a few that will allow for the purchase of diapers, but that really means that you then cannot purchase food, right? There is not a specific allocation for diapers. Correct, yeah. And some of the WIC, for example, is a nutrition program, so that specifically restricts and um, does not allow for the purchase of diapers. So, you know, some of the programs where people are receiving monetary support, some of those those dollars could be used for diapers. But as Jen said, you know, there's there's so much need out there that, you know, otherwise families are having to make really difficult choices. We're talking with Jen Papillo and Amanda Herzberger from the Junior League of Champlain Valley. Uh, and we're talking about uh, the need for diapers. Uh, you're currently serving 13 out of 14 counties. You've distribu distributed more than 2 million in total. Since you started doing this, and this all started back with uh, the Great Diaper Drive in 2007 by D Physical Therapy, are you still partnering with them, Jen? Uh, we are, in fact. So D Physical Therapy really brought diaper need to the forefront in our community. I think they they grew this Great Diaper Drive over the years, um, and they were one of our early partners in deciding to create a diaper bank. Um, so instead of having a single diaper drive around the holidays and being able to serve. At that point, it was all going to COTS. Um, we've been able to work with them to expand the reach. And so for the last few years, their diaper drive has benefited our warehouse, and we've been able to distribute from there. Um, they have now done this for 15 years, um, and so this year is sort of a passing of the torch um, they remain a partner. They remain um, able to receive diapers, um, but we are sort of doing the administrative lift to run the diaper drive this mm -hmm. year. Are there permanent collection bins anywhere, Jen or Amanda, that uh, people can drop off diapers, uh, you know, 365 days a year? There yes, are. There are. In fact, we've um, just expanded our Jen. permanent diaper bins, so we have them at both of the healthy living market locations. They're big, red um, bins with a sticker on the front, our logo, all of that. 
Um, and we also now have one at Hula Lakeside. Nice. Um, we are we are very open to having additional ones that make sense in the community. So if anyone listening feels like their location would be a good place, we would love to chat with them. Um, we'd also love to chat with any businesses that are just interested in running a shorter-term diaper drive. So, Amanda, let's talk about uh, these two drop-off events that you have coming up uh, during the month of December. And uh, this is a great time to, if uh, somebody wants to make some donations and they're thinking of other things besides food, that they could do it. And one of them, they can just go to your warehouse, right, Amanda? Correct, yes. On um, December 17th from 10 to 2, we will have our volunteers at our warehouse, which is 3060 Williston Road in South Burlington. It's right next to Mirabelle's. You can stop in and get a treat there, too. Yes. And so we will be uh, receiving donations there, and then our volunteers will also be at the UVM men's hockey game on New Year's Eve, December 31st at 4 p.m., and we're happy to take them there. And as Jen said, you know, if people are interested in running shorter diaper drives in the meantime or even this winter or going forward, um, please don't hesitate to get in touch with us. We're always looking for businesses and organizations to, you know, to run those drives and raise awareness and, and get us more diapers so we can get them out into the community. And you can always find out more information or find out about making donations at jlcv.org. For more information, jlcv.org. Is there any one size in particular that's more in demand, Jen? Mm, that's a great question. It seems to fluctuate. Um, I would say probably, Amanda, the one we have the hardest time keeping in stock is our pull-ups, um, but only because we have had some really large donations of other sizes that have made it so we don't necessarily need to purchase in those areas. But really, we're looking for all sizes, um, and as you're thinking about making donations, um, you know, if your child has grown out of a size and say you have, you know, a handful of diapers left, put them in a Ziploc bag and put them in um, one of our donation bins. They don't need to be, you know, obviously they need to be clean and, and what have you, but um, we are more than happy to take partial packages. Yes, great idea. Jen Papillo and Amanda Herzberger with the Junior League of Champlain Valley, jlcv.org. For more information, December 17th from 10 to 2 at their warehouse, that's 3060 3060 Williston Road, or at the, the UVM men's hockey game on December 31st at 4 o'clock. They'll be taking on Lindhurst and bring yourself a, a big box of diapers and drop them off there. Any size, uh, much, much appreciated. Jen and Amanda, thank you so much for joining me this afternoon here on Travels with Charlie. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Take care. All right. We'll be right back with the open phone lines. We're going to be talking about Christmas trees. Yeah, the controversy over fake versus real. And maybe we'll throw a few other tidbits in there as well. Keep it right here on WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. Corm's trying to stump me on this one. He, he, uh, um, jukebox something. <laughs> what, what is it, Corm? What is it? I, I can't believe you don't know this song. Don Henley. Don Henley, yeah. 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 Dirty Laundry. Dirty Laundry, that's <laughs> it. Okay, all right. Stump the band. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie. And by the way, if you want to contact me here at uh, Travels with Charlie, cpapilloradio at gmail.com. You know, I always appreciate the feedback. I hear from you. And, you know, maybe you have topic ideas or or you've got uh, a suggestion for the Vermont Grown segment that we do from time to time. You know, we bring Vermont businesses in. We've got some lined up coming up in the in the coming months. Uh, cpapilloradio at gmail.com. But, you know, this is something, something that... That I always enjoyed doing on my radio programs, and that's open phone lines where I get to, get to talk with you, and we just bring up, you know, topic. It's not always about politics, you know. We've got enough of that stuff, man. Two four four seventeen seventy seven. If you'd like to join us here at one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. 
And we, we got to start it off with uh, a little Christmas music for you here today. And maybe, you know, I can find some controversy in this, uh, some sticker shock if you... Have you got your Christmas tree yet? Have you? Man, I, I'll tell you, there's a little bit of sticker shock if you go out there. And, and I know it's, you know, once a year you do it. You know, I'm not a Grinch, none of that stuff. But I paid more than I've ever paid in my entire life for a live Christmas tree. It was like 72 bucks, uh, you know, and I'm thinking, and I'm, you know, I'm old enough to remember going and buying them from the Cub Scouts or the Boy Scouts at uh, at the church uh, yard and at Cathedral Grammar School in Burlington. And I don't know, it was like five or 10 bucks or something like that for a tree. But, you know, and they do look a lot nicer uh, than uh, some of the ones that you got back in the day. You know, they, they certainly, uh, they're all manicured and, and beautiful and everything. But, have you have you seen any of the trees that are available now? And there's these these premium companies like Balsam Hill. They're called. They're seven or eight foot or six foot trees. Uh, you know, they come in a box, obviously, but they're like seven or eight hundred dollars. And I'm thinking, you know, eight hundred bucks for a tree. That's that's a trip somewhere. You know, you know the old Grinch uh, in me. Two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. You have a real tree. You have a fake tree. What about you, Corm? What are you, are you real or fake? Uh, well, my wife makes that decision, not me. So it's a fake tree. And I think we bought it at Kmart like fifteen years ago, oh my and God. it still works. Kmart, yeah. But well, so, we paid one hundred and fifty nine bucks back then, and so it was a deal, you know. You know, and it's worked out. But you know, the thing that gets me about these new trees that I've seen is that they have, they they have the LED lights already in them, and I'm thinking, because lights don't last forever. So when half the tree goes out, now you've got an eight hundred dollar tree. That doesn't light up anymore, and you've got to buy lights again. So what did that accomplish? Nothing. <laughs> you've got that right. Two four four seventeen seventy seven. Have you been hit by sticker shock with uh, some of the fake trees? One eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. How do you get around it? And if you really want to get into some controversy, it really is. And now, Corm, you don't have to do this anymore because you just get the box out and set it up. But Picking out the tree. This is one reason why you really, you almost want to just go to a, a you know, a, a fake Christmas tree, an artificial Christmas tree, because it's a male female thing too. I, I, I don't know a single guy that doesn't go out and the first tree that you see go, looks pretty good to me. Let's cut it down. But the wife, you know, the female in that pack always has to, no, we got to keep looking. And what are you looking for? And eventually you come back to that first one and you go, see, I told you. Yeah, but I just had to be sure. Well, they like to shop. <laughs> you know, you walk into a store, they're not going to buy the first thing like we do. Yeah, no kidding. I need sneakers. There they are. They, they look go. good to me. You know, the only reason they bring us is to cut it down and to tie it to the to the roof of the car. That's what it's there for. What are your thoughts? 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. Do you have this uh, thing when you go out and get the tree that you're out there and, and you go, you're going in circles and looking at tree after tree after tree, and you've already made up your mind. It's the female in the group that just cannot make their mind up. And is it white lights, colored lights, flashing lights, and if you want to get into some nostalgia, you know, we're old enough, Corm, to remember the, the, remember the aluminum trees that you put the light underneath and it spun around and it went green and then red and then blue and the thing would spin around. And Never had that in my house, thank God. No, no we no. didn't either. Well, good Catholic <laughs> boys, we could, we, we'd get drummed out of the church if you had something like that. You just couldn't have anything like that. Uh, what are your thoughts? 244-1777-1877-291-8255. Tinsel trees, uh, fake trees, or artificial, I should say, I guess. Uh, and have you, have you had any sticker shock? Or maybe you kind of work your way around that and you go, you just, you know, there's some places that you can go at night and, you know, kind of poach yourself a tree. You know what's funny? At my house, I have to put the tree together. I have to do all the limbs and make sure they look pretty. Yeah. I have to put the lights on, oh. and then everybody decorates. Wow. And personally, I'd get the real one. 
yeah. if we're up to me. Luckily, I, I just do the lights. I don't have any uh, patience for for um, decorations, for the ornaments, because no matter – again, this is a guy thing. No matter where you put it, it's the wrong place, and, you know, the better half always goes and moves it. So it's like I just – I got out of decorating trees years ago. I put the lights up, and that's it. And, you know, the angel on the top because you got to get on a ladder. But that's it. I'm not going any further than that. Before we wrap up here, um, what about fruitcake? Are you a fan of fruitcake? Absolutely not. No, it makes a good doorstop, right? That's about it. Yeah. There's yeah. no need for fruitcake. I don't even allow it in the house. <laughs> <laughs> Who, whoever came up with fruitcake, I mean, that's like something out of the Middle Ages. It's just like... You bite into it and you go, and I think some of that did probably come from the Middle Ages where you didn't need a lot of preservatives because that stuff, uh, you you know, you can keep it around for years. Honestly, between you and me, the only thing that comes in my house for dessert is an apple pie from Mazas. Nice. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Apple pie is always good. Always <laughs> good. <laughs> um, fake or real, what are your thoughts on Christmas trees, artificial trees, real trees, uh, and have you... Experience sticker shock. Have you noticed? Uh, and you know, I think we're seeing a lot of that with everything today. It's like the cost of everything is going up, and uh, you know, trees isn't. And and I, I don't belittle the guy that's working there. You know, as I mentioned, those trees are manicured. The ones that they sell today, they don't look anything like the ones we used to get back in the day. I mean, you can remember you, your dad bringing that thing. It was like Charlie Brown tree. What did what did you pay this year? Seventy-two bucks with tax, and they do it by height, right? They do it by height, and I I thought that I was just under a foot under in getting the younger, you know, the sixty-dollar price. They 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 include that you know that liter of uh you know that big long spike that's at the top, and I'm going, man, I should have cut that off. <laughs> you know, you'll see me out at the the Christmas tree farm with my pruning shears as I try to negotiate the price. Of the tree. Hey, lots of fun with you today. I want to thank everybody for uh, for be- being with me. Uh, Rick Norcross from Rick and the Ramblers. Uh, his latest CD will be coming out in June of 2023. And, and Jen and Amanda from the Junior League of Champlain Valley with their diaper drive coming up. More information on that at jlcv.org. Want to thank uh, all of my guests and thank you for listening here at Travels with Charlie. Travels with Charlie is sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne Travel American Express. The theme song is written and performed by Billy Bratcher, my executive producer who couldn't be with me today, Brad Ferlin, Steve Cormier behind the glass. Always enjoy talking with Steve. Uh, I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels on the next show, December 21st, right here on WDEV. Have a great day.